Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today I'm incredibly fortunate to be chatting to a man who on November the 8th, just nine days ago, was crowned the new 50km world record holder after breaking a 32-year-old record set by South African Thompson Maguana, running 2.42.30, taking more than a minute off the old mark. At just 27 years old and only having turned his attention to the marathon over the past two and a half years, CJ also came seventh at the US Olympic marathon trials in Atlanta uh, earlier this year. CJ Albertson, welcome to the podcast. Uh, You must be wrapped. Yeah, tell, tell me more about uh, the 50K record uh, last week. Because um, I read that there was a 38-second toilet stop. Uh, it was a bit rainy and windy, and, and the last 10 miles, it was solo. Yeah, so it was, it was a pretty fun day. Um, you know, we had, I had scheduled this event in early November because typically in, in Fresno, California, uh, you know, where I live here, it's usually good weather, it's usually, you know, high 40s, no winds, uh, no rain yet, um, you know, and it's always just great conditions, and so that's what I was kind of expecting, and then, yeah, the first first rain came in, you know, for months, uh, had a rain probably in like four or five months, and then we got some, got some pretty good rain uh, right at the start, luckily it only lasted um, about five miles or so, five or six miles, and then it, and then it cleared up. Uh, and the winds, it was actually projected to be a little bit windier, um, but I think since it had rained a little bit harder and like that had kind of blown in earlier, it, it kind of, when the wind, when the <clears throat> rain calmed down, the wind kind of calmed down uh, and it was actually pretty nice. I mean, it ended up being a pretty good day for most of it. And then it got windy like the last like two miles, but by then, uh, you know, it was fine. So we ended up running it at like a great time in the day when it was, you know, we had a little bit of rain to begin with, but then it calmed down and, and it was pretty nice. So I uh, got kind of lucky, um, you know, for the most part. And then, yeah, the bathroom break, uh, that was another partly lucky thing. Uh, you know, my my high school coach was actually partly putting it on along with Brooks because um, we did it at the high school that I graduated from. So he had actually suggested, like, do you want a, a porter party down at the track? Um, and I was like, I don't Oh, it should be good, but yeah, I mean, it's probably, you know, just in case. And, um, <laughs> I think I, I maybe could have made it without it, but since it was there and I, I felt like I had some time stored up, uh, that it would just be better if I if I if I went. So, <laughs> so I took advantage of that and you know made it a fairly quick stop, and then um, I, I, I it was well worth it, I think, because I felt I felt a lot better after. <laughs> It must have been pretty special to do it at um, 
that high school, your high school track and um, in front of, like, locally? Yeah, no, it was, it was really special. I mean, I love, I, we have a incredibly nice facility at our high school. Uh, so just the track itself is just great to run on simply because it's just a really good track. But, um, but yeah, I mean, doing it locally, it just makes it more fun and special. And, um, you know, having like all my high school coaches there um, and helping put it on and, and supporting me in that. And then, uh, you know, members of the community um, ended up coming out, even though we didn't, we, we couldn't really advertise it much because of COVID and you can't really have large gatherings, but people still, you know, you know, heard, heard about it and came out. So, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was a lot of fun and, and I love doing things in my hometown. It just, it just feels just kind of that warm, homey feeling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. Mentally, how did you cope out there? 125 laps of the track. Um, for those listeners that don't know, last year uh, you also got the indoor uh, marathon world record setting 217.59 at the Armoury um, and that track was only 200 metres, so it was 211 laps. Uh, how, how do you cope mentally with uh, just running around a short circuit so many times where you're seeing the same thing all the time? That's a common question that I get. Um, I don't really feel like I have to cope much at all. It's just, you know, you, you just get into a rhythm and you just kind of get locked in and, and you just go. Um, you know, I think if you're, if you're focused on the lap or how many you have left, it's like you're kind of just thinking too much, like just, just run. And uh, um, I guess, you know, it can get a little bit monotonous, but I, I kind of find it relaxing. And, and I'm really just focused on getting the most out of my body physically. So I, I'm not really thinking about the laps and I don't I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at the lap counter the whole time like thinking about how many I have left uh until like the last mile or two so um, so yeah. you're really just getting in your own zone like yeah I mean I'll, I'll know like where I'm at what my mileage is um just like you would in any race I mean you're gonna know where you're at but I don't think of it as an, in terms of laps um just because I don't really care you know, you're just running. Yep. So, same, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a bit of a skill, I think. Um, like, even that mindset of being able to, um, yeah, just switch off and, and not focus on on the negative aspects of, like, oh, I've got this far to go and, and just to, to zone out. Um, uh, yeah, because it, it's... it's um, I'm I'm doing a 50k in two weeks with three other friends as well, and and it's been a common question that we've had amongst ourselves, like how are we going to cope because we've never done anything like this before. Um, so it's just it is interesting to hear your insight. Yeah, and I think that the it it goes by fairly slowly in the beginning. Um, anytime I because I'll do some long runs on the track. And anytime I, I, I do any any sort of workouts or long runs on the track, the you know the first four to six miles they just feel like they take forever because it's like you know you're running 25 laps and it's like oh that's, you're, I'm only six miles in like or 10k in, you know it it it, uh, it does seem like it takes a while, but then eventually you kind of settle into it and it's just like you know the time starts to go by a little bit quicker. Um, until you, you get to like a, a rough point and then time starts to slow down again. But 
but yeah, I mean, once you once you kind of get in that zone, it, it takes a little while, I think. But once you get in the zone, you're you know, you're, you're kind of good to go, and you you just focus on running. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just interested, like with the spectators that you had there. Um, did some? Did anyone cheer every lap, or no? Nah, they they they. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe one. Most of them. Well, one, because it was raining, there was, I think, maybe, like, two people there when we started. I mean, there was all the people. There was the officials, the timer, and the my, the, the coaches and people that were putting it on. But other than that, I don't even know if my family got there at the start. <laughs> maybe they did right at the start. I don't, but there was no – I mean, there was nobody there. Like, and, uh, and really, I don't know when people started showing up. I mean, they, they I think they came for, like, the last, like – some people the last two miles, some people the last 10 miles. Um, so most people weren't really, I didn't really even hear people until at least like halfway through just because, you know, no one really wanted to, to sit there for three hours. <laughs> Plus it was, I mean, when it's cold and rainy, like it's not a whole lot of fun watching someone run around. Like, And there was, you know, they could follow, if they wanted to, they could follow live splits. So there was no reason to sit out there and freeze and, and get all wet. And CJ, did you change directions at all, or was it just all the one way? No, I just went all the one way. Uh, we had changed directions in the indoor marathon, um, and it's not bad, but I, I just it's just easier to go all one way for me, and um, like I, I didn't feel like my hips or anything would, would be off, so um, I just went all one way. And how are the hips now and, and the feet? Like, how have you coped? Um, I did a quick... Uh, uh, look at your Strava before this chat, and I couldn't believe it when I saw that you ran um, uh, 59 kilometers on the treadmill uh, yesterday. So you've obviously uh, recovered pretty well. But but to add to that, um, a week before you you, you ran a, a 50 kilometer on the treadmill uh, in 2:42. Um, so a week before the the race. <laughs> well, I, I, the actual 50k, I think was about 240 20 or something because i ran a little bit more than 50k but uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean the treadmill is i think a little bit easier because you don't have any wind resistance um and you're just kind of locked into a pace but yeah i i got it i just got a treadmill um i don't know two weeks ago or whenever i did that 50k run that was like i'd had the treadmill for two days uh <laughs> I just wanted to run on it. I, I don't know. Because I like, I, I don't, typically I haven't liked treadmills, but I, I really liked this treadmill. And I don't know. I just didn't really want to go outside. I was kind of tired and um, <laughs> on the treadmill. And then you kind of get in the zone and you just feel good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did that. And then. Um, Weren't you watching Survivor? Because I felt, you know, I felt good on it. And I knew that it'd feel a little bit harder on my, you know, with so much rain and, rain and actual wind and, you know, not having a belt keeping you at a perfect pace the entire time. But at least physically, I was like, okay, well, it's definitely, it's definitely possible because I literally just did it. So, <laughs> um, but then, yeah, the run yesterday, I just, I don't know. It was I, the whole week. I didn't, I was a little bit sore and I kind of slightly tweaked my hamstring. Um, um, I think like Wednesday, I, it, it had gotten tight from the race, and then it, it felt okay, actually, Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I really felt it was kind of like tightened up, and it was pulling on, on my 
just ran really easy all week. I didn't do any any sort of speed stuff, and it's still a little tender. Like I, I'm tentative to go out and sprint. Um, so yeah, I just kind of hopped on the treadmill and took it easy, and uh, and then I it it warmed up, um, and my hamstring wasn't hurting too bad, and so I just ended up running long, and um, I don't know, I was just kind of having fun on it, and I was <laughs> listening to like church sermons and music, and I just I don't know, <laughs> just figured I'd just go long. Do you feel like um, your ability to absorb like these big specific long runs week after week is, is um, you know, one of your talents, I guess, that makes you a really good marathoner? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I, I personally feel that, that more people could probably do it. Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. So, but I just, decide to do it and it seems to work and I feel like other people probably could and, and some of the things I don't that I do maybe aren't necessary to, to necessarily run a fast marathon um, like like that that treadmill run yesterday definitely you don't need to do that to probably to be your best at the marathon but um, <laughs> but I mean it may help me for some ultras down the road and, and leading up to that but yeah, so it, it definitely helps. I think it helps that I just enjoy it. Um, I, I think there's probably a lot of people that if their coach told them, hey, you're going to do these, you know, 45 to 59-kilometer runs pretty much every week, they, they just wouldn't <laughs> yeah. <wouldn't> like, <laughs> they wouldn't like running. Um, so that would be the, you know, the part that gets them. Whereas, like, for me, that, like, kind of excites me. And it, it's fun for me, and I, I just like I mean, I, this is how I want to run. So so that's, like, the biggest thing. Physically, I don't know if I'm, like, just super gifted. I think I'm, def- I'm probably above average as far as my ability to recover and, and endure, um, you know, long distances and just that resiliency. But I think it's more just the mental aspect that it's just I just simply like it. Um, and so even if it's not completely necessary – um, I'm going to do it cause I, I like that. Um, and also I don't, I don't have a training group where I can just knock out these crazy fast, fast speed sessions. So my quality kind of has to come in the long runs cause you can kind of just grind out stuff like that, but it's really hard to do, you know, a lot of work at like 430 to 440 mile pace, um, by yourself and where other guys are training with the training group. And so they focus more on that and, and I do you know, what I can do with my long run. So it's just a, just coming at it from a different, different angle. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to take advantage of what helps make me good and, and other people take advantage of what helps them get to the same level. Nice. Um, on that, uh, so being self-coached, like how do you balance the idea of what you need to do to perform well versus what you want to do? Uh, so, yeah, how do you know if you're training for the race uh, versus just training for training's sake? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I probably err on the side of just doing what I want um, because I think that the more that I look at, you know, how people have gotten fast and, and how people train and all the different methods out there, it, it's really like, you're kind of just guessing. I mean, you're, you're, there's 
so many different ways to do things. And there's really no correct, like, this is going to be the best training approach for you. So you kind of just do what you like to do. And, and I mean, there's things that I know I need to do and things that I need to get done. Um, and, and so I, I force myself to want to do those things. <laughs> but for the most part, it's just if you like what you're doing and you're running hard, um, you know, Who's, it's really hard to say, like, this is the best training, this is not so good training. So if I'm having fun and enjoying it, that's um, I think that's going to make me run faster than trying to find some theoretical best training method that I don't really like. So, um, so yeah, there's times where I have to just be like, okay, I, I need to do this, so I'm going to do it. Uh, but I, I do, if I really want to do something, I kind of. no i i get that um you really like at the end of the day like we really want to enjoy our running um as well um like uh have you ever thought about um potentially to um help take your running to the next level jumping in with a group for some of those speed sessions um so for some work at 430 per mile uh or anything like that? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it, well, it's difficult because I, I really enjoy my life situation that I have. So my job, um, where I work, it, it just, I, it's just really great. And I don't really want to give that up um, because I mean, long-term, like this is what I'm going to be doing until I'm, you know, until I retire, until I'm like 60, like the, you know, coaching and teaching and, and I have a really good situation. So to, to leave that, I mean, cause I, I, I can't really have a, a training group like that here in Fresno. It just, you know, it's just not going to happen. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent is in Australia, but it's just some random city, <laughs> you know, it, it's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, I'd have to move to some place like in, in, like Flagstaff or Boulder, Colorado, or, you know, places where a lot of elites congregate and train. Um, and then I just don't really want to do that. Um, I think, yeah, there's definitely the possibility that it, it could make me better. Um, but I mean, it could not, I mean, in, tra- in college, well, in high school and college, you know, I always had training partners. I always had groups. Um, and especially in college, I mean, I, I really didn't necessarily thrive with it. Uh, I mean, I ran my best when, you know, my last years when I was more like the best one on the team and, and was doing a lot of stuff by myself. Um, so I think it's it's partly just the runner that I am. I can push myself pretty hard by myself, uh, and I and I think I also um, when I'm running with other people, I get pretty locked into like, I, I mean, I can probably maybe do some real high quality workouts but that may be a little bit too much for me or like, like on the intensity side. And so I think particularly for the marathon, um, I may overtrain a little bit with, with groups. And then obviously I'd have to, you know, there's, I, I could dial it back and know how to learn that. So, but I don't know. I mean, I think I probably, what I'm, I guess the answer is I probably won't join any groups just cause it's just not going to work with, with my life and I'm not going to leave my wife, uh, you know, and go live in the mountains and leave my job and everything. Um, because I'm not convinced that I'll be that much better. I think I, I 
think I can achieve most of what I want to um, doing what I'm doing. And, and I'm going to ha all have to make some changes here and there. But like, like, for example, leading up to the Olympic trials, I didn't necessarily have a training group, but I would go out to my high school or that I graduated from. And on the days that they, their distance group was doing workouts, like track workouts, I would go out at the same time. So there's just a ton of energy on the track, like, because everyone's doing workouts. And so even though I wasn't, like, running necessarily with them, like, doing the same workout, it felt like I had a workout group, like a training group, because everyone's just pumped up doing their own workout. <laughs> so, so that helped me, and I was able to do some pretty intense workouts that I felt I needed to to, to really perform well at the trials and, and run fast. Um, so, so I'll be, I do things like that to, you know, to, cause if I just run purely by myself, it, yeah, you just can't, you know, I can't get that intensity. So you gotta find other ways. Yeah. Nice. Um, I've heard you talk on Matt Chittam's, uh, podcast, the road to the Olympic trials. And one of the really big points that I took away from that chat was how you talked about how important it was for you to be relaxed and have, um, uh, to, to, to not get, um, to, to, um, uh, analytical about your training and, and, um, too stuck into a structure, um, and have, have a bit of flexibility each week to change your training around. Um, how did you, how did you realize realize this was the this worked really well for you um i think honestly it was probably when I, like after i graduated college and before i started marathon running so i i literally i wasn't competitively training anymore um i was kind of just you know a normal person like graduated from college you go get a job and you know you run when you can but you know, it's just kind of a hobby now. Um, and I, so I really just, like, I'd run, like, 40 miles a week. Uh, I would do, I pretty much ran just whatever I could on the day. Um, <laughs> and I'd do some, like, random track workouts. I'd do some, like, harder long runs, like, 13, 15 miles. Um, and I remember, like, I ended up running, uh, I ran 13.57 in the 5K at, like, some track meet which was like the second or third fastest I'd ran in my life. And I was like, how the heck did that happen? And it felt so good. Like I felt, it was so, it felt great. And I think I closed my last lap in like a 56 or 57, which I'd never done before. And I was like, I have no idea. I, I'm not, I've barely been trained. Like this is just weird. I mean, I've been <laughs> running hard, but I shouldn't be able to do this. And then I ran um, 66 flat in a training run for a half marathon which again, like running 40 miles a week, like just kind of screwing around. Like, <laughs> I was like, that, that shouldn't, I don't know. So I kind of just realized like, okay, you, if just different things can work. So, I mean, if you're, it doesn't, I was just very relaxed and just running whenever I could and having fun with it. And it, it worked well for me. I mean, obviously it wasn't like world-class times, but you know, but now putting, turning that 40 miles into 120 mile weeks, um, but still keeping that laid back, kind of like this is just a hobby. Um, it, you know, it allows me to run what I'm running now. So yeah, and, and when, and you kind of just have to be flexible. I think that's one of the great things about 
training when you also are working a job. It's like some days you literally, no matter what you planned out, like you, you can't do the workout you have scheduled because something comes up or, or you know, my team has a, normally, normally I work out on Fridays, but we have an invitation on this Friday. So it just, it's not going to work. So you have to be flexible. Um, but I think like that's, that's how our bodies are, you know, like how many people in college or even now they wake up and they have a, they have a workout scheduled, a hard workout, but they feel terrible. Realistically, you shouldn't do the workout that day, but your team's doing it. So you don't really have a choice. You're doing the workout, you know, sometimes you can talk to your coach and maybe get out of a few reps, but you're not going to do the workout by yourself the next day. Like you probably should. Um, so it just gives you that freedom to like, that's what I do now. I mean, I'll be like, maybe I'll work out Tuesday, but if Tuesday I don't feel good, then I work out Wednesday. Sometimes I don't do the workout at all. I just do one workout or I just do a long, like, so I just, it's kind of just listening to your body and it, and it takes a while. I mean, like, I wouldn't recommend that to like my high school self or even early college days. Cause you don't really know your body and you're like, you can't just, you can't just go out there and guess every day. You know, it's, it's not going to work. You have to have some structure. But as you get older, you can figure out how to balance the structure with the necessary flexibility. That's awesome. So it's almost like you have to go through that process of learning what works for you. Um, yeah, before you can sort of um, yeah be a bit more flexible and 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 yeah, like um, you learn from mistakes, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I had structured running. I mean, I've been running since fourth grade and. and especially once you get into high school. I mean, it's super structured. Like your coach tells you exactly what to do every day from when I was 14 all the way to when I was 22 in college. So those eight to nine years, it was super structured and I'm following a strict program. So, I mean, you're coming from that. So it's, I think you have to have a background in structure to have a framework from before you just go out and kind of wing it, you know? So it's, yeah, so there's, when I, sometimes when I talk, it's like, it sounds like I'm just doing random stuff, but it, it comes from a whole background of years and years and years of, of structure. So that, that's, I think, an important aspect to clarify. And I think you're like you also mentioned in that podcast, like you've got this overarching uh, uh, plan of what you want to achieve each week, um, uh, but you've got the flexibility in that plan to do it on a day that's more suitable, um, yeah, within that week or or that or that plan um so you've got like a general roadmap of what you want to do and, and achieve in a build-up um but then it's not so set in stone that you're ignoring listening to your body um like I, I had a chat to a couple of i just coach a couple of junior runners down this way um and they're really keen like they're so keen about running and i always tell them look you guys are so dedicated and motivated. It's not like you're not going to do the work. If anything, you're going to overdo it. Um, so if your body's telling you, no, nah, you don't feel like going for a run today, then it's probably something that you should listen to. Or, um, yeah, I think that's um, it's a good um, point that a lot of runners should hear because I think a lot of runners are really driven. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it gets too obsessed by the plan yeah <laughs> definitely well and there's you gotta so the the typically the runners that are really driven 
they're going to be like, uh, well, I'm not the driven runner. I'm, I'm the one that just needs to work harder. And then the ones that aren't actually driven, that are kind of lazy and, and need to be more structured and just kind of push through some things, they're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, yeah, I can just kind of wing it. Like, <laughs> if I don't feel like running, I don't need to run. So it's like, the, <laughs> and that's just how we are as humans. You, you kind of want to hear what we want to hear. So you really have to, it's hard to be honest with yourself. So you really need to ask your coach or some good friends like hey which person am i like really um am i the really driven person or am i kind of a lazy person that's just trying to get out of something so so that's why you need good coaches you need good friends uh don't always listen just to yourself yeah 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 <laughs> that's, that's it my coaches had to tell me when i was younger because even in high school i was always trying to do more do extra stuff and sometimes you're just like you just need to like chill out just just you don't need to do all this all the time. Like you're gonna train as hard as anybody, so you know you, that's just who you are. You don't have to worry about like just sometimes you just need to calm down and, and uh, not do all this every day. So yes, yeah, it's, it's cool to hear because you've actually gone better since you've you've taken that approach and that attitude. And it's certainly something that um, yeah, like I've experienced with my own running as well. Um, I've gone better since I've being a bit more relaxed rather than um, as a junior feel, feeling like I had to, you know, train a hundred percent every day. Um, yeah. Just um, got a better grasp of the bigger picture. Um, yeah. CJ, what's next? I saw that um, there's the marathon project on December the 20th in Chandler, Arizona. Um, yeah. What are your goals there at, um, in that race? Yeah, hopefully that that uh, you know continues. You know, with, with everything with this year, you just kind of take it week to week and, and hope things go well. But yeah, the the goal is um, you know it's going to be a just tremendous field. A lot of good athletes. Pretty much everyone in it has run between like two oh eight to two fourteen or so for the marathon, um, and then some guys that have run like under sixty two minutes for the half. So there, I've. They're going to be pacing it uh, to run under 210, um, so that will be a big goal. I mean, that's always been a goal of mine. And then, you know, once I'm – hopefully I'll be in the pack feeling feeling decent um, at sub-210 pace, and then you, you just try to go from the win from there and, and just try to race. And, you know, hopefully racing will, will lead you to a fast time. But, yeah, it'll just be fun to compete. I mean, I haven't really truly competed since the trials – so just kind of getting back in that zone, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, I've never, I've never ran in a paced marathon like this before. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. And is the course uh, pretty fast? Yeah, it's completely flat. It's, it's basically in like a little, like just a small area where we're basically doing like kind of like horseshoe loops. So we basically run down a mile, turn around at a roundabout, and then run back, and then run across, and then down again, and around, and it ends up being like a four-mile loop that's really just a bunch of out and backs, um, and then you repeat that until you reach a marathon. So it's a really just small area, but it's all it's all completely flat. Um, the turns, most of the turnarounds are, are fairly wide roundabouts, so you're not making like sharp 180s it's kind of like a i mean it's not as wide as a track but it's like 
it, it's more of a gentler curve, so it'll it'll break up your rhythm a little bit, but it'll be it shouldn't be too bad. So it, it'll be a fast course, um, and usually the weather, you know, it, it, Phoenix usually doesn't have a ton of wind, um, and it should be in the in the low to mid 40s. Um, I don't know what that is in Celsius, but yeah, it should it it's, it'll be good weather. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, um, with uh, your success at the marathon, with your fantastic seventh place at the Olympic trials earlier this year in 211, with your second place at um, CIM, uh, you know, only, only 12 weeks before that in 213, and, and then all, all the other um, amazing times that you've run um, in your early sort of marathon career, do you, has that really changed your view on, on, on your ability and, and what you can achieve um, in your running um, since you've taken to the marathon? Has it really given you a new lease of life um, with what's possible and, and where you can go with your running? Yeah, a little bit. I think the first, so the first marathon I ran was just a local marathon here in Fresno, um, super low key. Yeah, and I ran 217.49 or 45 somewhere around there and but I remember like the training I was doing that that was my first marathon build-up and I remember knowing like you know I, I can probably run 215 with with what I'm doing right now I, I mean I knew I wasn't going to run that fast in in the race because I was basically is I was basically just running from myself running by myself from start to finish um I think I won by like 20 something minutes <laughs> um, yeah so um, but yeah, so I mean, I knew like from my first marathon buildup, I knew that, you know, two, two fifteen seemed pretty reasonable. And then, uh, and then once I started training for CIM the next year, then I was in really good shape and I was thinking, okay, like, you know, two eleven, even two ten is possible here with the training runs I'm doing. Um, the race didn't end up being that fast. I was actually out in front for like the first eight miles not even really running that fast, but just no one went with me. Um, and then when the, when the group got with me, we kind of were just surging back and forth the whole time and just not, not running a, a fast type of a race. It was just more of a kind of surge and slow down type race. So, um, so the time wasn't really fast there, but I knew there was, I knew like from everything I had done in training, I was capable of running pretty fast. And then at the trials, uh, it actually happened. And I think that's, that's when it went from like I knew I could run fast to like okay I can actually run fast because this is pretty challenging course and I ran 211 and I was seventh and beat you know some pretty good guys so um, it's like it, it, it's just different because you, you 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 know when you can do stuff but when you actually do it it feels different um, and so that was like really like okay like I am you know one of the best in America and and I can. I know I can run faster and all these things I've done in training. Like it's not just, wasn't just some weird, like faulty watch. Like, <laughs> like, like it, it was real. Like I can do it. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's been exciting and I'm excited to see how things go. Um, and then there's also, I mean, the, the ultra marathon type things, just the distance beyond the marathon is, I, I just feel like I'm pretty suited to that. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how much I'll get into it and how serious I'll, I'll be in it, but it's definitely exciting because I know that it's there and, uh, and it's just 
another element of running that um, you know I can potentially do well at, and uh, there's a lot of things that excite me about it. So, what what excites you more, running sub two ten for a marathon or aiming for the hundred k world record? If I had to choose, I'd run under 210 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the records, the ultra marathon records don't necessarily excite me. Uh, it's more just like the, like, like comrades, um, the two oceans one, um, more like the road, like the, like a hundred K road, like camp or like whatever. Um, yeah. Any of those more of like the big kind of like more prestigious races that are still somewhat on roads because I'm not I, I don't I'm, I don't think I'll ever be like a super great trail runner or mountain runner that's just not really my style but um, but yeah all those big race like I want to race and like win some of the biggest races that Americans don't typically win um, and and the records I mean are cool like the hundred k record I, would be pretty cool because that's a pretty big one that I think it'll get broken before I I get to that point where I take a shot at it but so I'll just try to whoever breaks it within the next few years I'll be trying to break that one but, <laughs> yeah I mean it yeah those the race the racing is what kind of excites me the records are like whatever. yeah yeah and um do you have Olympic aspirations yeah definitely I mean I definitely 2024 uh you know seems like I was you know seven year um and you know a few of the guys were on the older end of things um so i think 2024 i'll be hopefully you know fit and, and pretty close to my prime and so i think it'll like i definitely have a good shot and um i mean i think that's everyone's goal or at least one of their goals so yeah and i know my wife would want to go to paris <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I feel about Paris, but I know she likes it. So. And on your wife, Chelsea, she's she's a quite a handy runner herself. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, well, she doesn't run that much anymore because she's, she's working full-time as a nurse. Um, but, yeah, I know in college, she was probably better than me, uh, you know, comparatively when we were both in college. So, um, yeah, she ran, she ran 416 in the 1500. 1553 on the on the track in the 5k um so yeah she was definitely pretty fast and uh you know i think that um sparked some attraction too (laughs) (laughs) cj like she ran ran at the olympic trials as well uh i don't know if she was a national marathoner but you know i told her because at at the atlanta track club um because it was held in atlanta they were they were paying they gave a basically a stipend for everyone that qualified for for travel and for hotels, and I told her like I don't want to pay for your, I don't want to pay for your uh, plane flight, so you should just qualify for the trials and <laughs> take care of it. So she's like, okay, yeah, sure. So <laughs> that, that, that was like actually somewhat of the conversation actually, but no, she, I mean, um, she wanted to run a marathon just to, it wasn't her passion, but just to do it, um, and. Yeah, and she was able to qualify for the trials. And and what did she run? She ran 243. Yeah, nice. And then I don't know what she ran at the actual Olympic trials, um, but, yeah. But it, it was pretty cool. I mean, 
being able to run the Olympic trials with your wife is it? I mean, not not a whole lot of people that get to experience that, and so it was, you know, that was pretty awesome, and I was I was really proud of her, and uh, and it just makes it more fun for me, and I really think that having her there, and particularly her running there too, like really helps me as well. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been nice. <laughs> who who have been um, some of the biggest uh, inspirations? coach-wise or athlete-wise that you really um, take a lot from and and you sort of have looked up to in your career sort of in the past and now? I think for me it's always been just the people that have been around me. So I never, like even growing up, um, I was really into sports, but I never had like favorite players that I just loved. Um, I just I, I just enjoyed sports and I enjoyed watching them, but I never was like fixated on certain people. But I think just you know throughout my career, you know even from elementary school to through high school and college, I, I just had great coaches that have obviously influenced me. And um, you know in high school, like our our high school program was really good. We're always one of the best in the state, and uh, you know even compete like at the national level pretty highly. Um, so they they were great and just kind of. You know, help me, help me learn what structured training was, and um, and I think just really train me at a at a an appropriate level for for my age, and um, and and also kept running fun, um, and I and definitely helped me now that I'm coaching. You know, trying to figure out how to create good programs because because they've been so successful at it, and then in college, uh, my college coach was awesome. He he was a really good runner himself, uh, Louis Quintana. Um, and he just, you know, he, he kind of had that sort of laid back approach. Um, as far as like, I mean, he was, he's really competitive. I think pretty similar to me, like when we race, it's like, we're racing to win. There's no, I mean, you're not thinking about the laps or how Mm -hmm. tired you are. Like you're running because you're, you're going to win. Like, and you're, and it like, you know, it's, so it's just that mindset of like, there's not like all these mental things people talk about. It's like, that doesn't even register with our brain. So, but then he was also like, when we go to meets, just super kind of relaxed and just like, you just want to get in that, have that balance of being competitive and like focused, but also just letting that happen and letting your body do it and not getting so worked up and obsessed about all these different splits and everything, you know, doing stuff. So, um, yeah, and he was just a cool guy. I mean, he kept running, even when I was... I had some down years in college, and he was just really uh, supportive and just motivational. I just was super positive, um, and so I think that's that's stuck with me, you know, throughout, you know, now now post collegiately. Um, and then as far as like runners, um, I think I, I mean just multiple people influence you throughout life. I mean, having high school teammates that were really good obviously helped my freshman year. Um, our team was ninth at nationals, and we had some of the top guys in the state on my team. And so they just they just they bring up your expectations because like these guys are so good, so I kind of have to be good. And then uh, in in college, um, I, I had some great teammates that were really good friends. And then my my brother-in-law, so Chelsea's brother, uh, he he got into marathons a little bit before me. Um, and he ran 2:14 in, in Dublin, and that was really before I had run. That may have been right before my first marathon. I'm, I don't remember, or right after. But 
you know, seeing him do it and knowing him, it was like, okay, like, I, I can I, I can do this, you know. I can't be the, you know, I can't be the slowest in the family. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, and he's great. And, and his wife ran, uh, she ran 233, I think, or 231. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they just having them is definitely, like, a great help because we're, it's just, you know, I mean, having the 214 person in your family is just, like, that definitely motivates you. And then, um, yeah, so there's been a lot of people. I mean, it's just, I've been, been fortunate to just be surrounded by a lot of great people that have, that have helped me. And, um, yeah, in, in a past interview, I heard that you do, um, you're a bit of a student of the sport and you do like reading about training and the sport itself. Um, and uh, I think you even mentioned back in high school, you even wrote a 20-page manual of how, how your team could become a state champions. Um, yeah, um, yeah, talk us, talk us through, through that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure I could find that manual somewhere. <laughs> I had it on another computer that died, but I think it's, I think it's, I could find it somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just always been really into into that type of stuff. So I remember my my junior year, uh, the last few weeks of school, I was in like a lot of like advanced placement classes. They were called. So like we take our tests to like get college credits, and then after we took that test, we we still had some work, but we were kind of done. So the last few weeks of the school year were very relaxed for us. So I would just get on my laptop and like research a bunch of running stuff and. You know, all different training methods, nutrition, strength training, biomechanics, uh, you know, anything that goes into running. And, yeah, just put together this program for our team. And we had we had summer practice, like regular summer practice, but then I'd have, like, the some of the guys, like, more like varsity members or, or just anyone, really, that wanted to show up. We'd do some, some additional work in the afternoons and do some, like, strength and form form work and, and uh <laughs> i don't know i just wanted to try to help our team be good and then um yeah i just i just like reading stuff and figuring out like what you know the research says like what's the best way to do things and and again there is not really a, a best way but you have you take all this information and then you're just kind of like i don't know it, it gives you a good starting point or at least that's what I've learned now. But I've tried so many different weird things from from reading stuff. And... <laughs> what do you enjoy the most, like as a coach now? Um, uh, yeah, at Clovis Community College in Fresno, California. What do you enjoy most as a cross country coach and a health professor? Hmm. Uh, I think just when. Well, I guess. So from from the running aspect, I think when people just start to like, just kind of get it mentally, like they just really start to find that like balance of like one, they just they just really develop a passion for running and just like running and competing, and it's not this like chore that they have to do, um, and that they they're just able to to just like kind of just believe that they can can do it and. Not that like I, I don't I'm not a coach that says you can do anything like to 
that was kind of dumb. You, you can't. Like, it's not everyone can be the best, and not everyone can. You just, this is not how life works. But, like, <laughs> getting the most out of yourself and having a mindset of, like, achieving more than what you're doing is, is something that you can do. And so when, when people just really start to, like, understand that, um, and they, you can just kind of see, like, a switch that happens where they go from, you know, just, I don't know, kind of being, like, thinking, like, running is, like, this really hard sport that they got to, like, always fight their way through to, like, kind of be more the aggressors. Like, running is a sport that's, like, easier for me than other people. And, like, I can just go after people in races and, like, just attack my training and feel good. It just the, – the mentality switches, and I really, like, enjoy that. Um, and also when people – like, the difference between, like, freshmen and sophomores, like, their first year and second year, when it's just, like, their first year they're, like, not showing up to practice or they're always late or just – just not necessarily don't have quite the responsibility or haven't figured out how to balance like life and school and running. And then when they kind of start to figure it out and, and what they need to do to actually be good, um, that's, it, it's, it's satisfying as a coach when they, when they get to that point. And then in health and like, you know, other, like whatever, just, I think the biggest thing for me is just getting people to reflect on their lives. Um, Cause a lot of times you're just kind of living and you, you, you do things in life, and then it's like, why why are you really doing all this? Or like, why do you do the things you do? Like, why do any of us do what we do? Um, and so just reflecting on your life, and, and so I do a lot of like, ask a lot of questions, and we have to do like writing assignments where they reflect on different aspects of their health and the decisions they make. Uh, and then I feel like they do, just reading their responses, like they do a really good job of like analyzing their life, and everyone comes from so many different backgrounds, and has so many different perceptions of life that I think it's, it's really cool. Um, and just, it, it's just crazy. Cause like a lot of them will say like, this is, this was a great assignment. Like I can't believe I never thought about this before. It's like just taking like 30 minutes to really think about the decisions you're making sometimes can make a big impact on your life. Um, and so that's, those things are exciting for me rather than just trying to like memorize some random information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's um that uh, like I I couldn't agree any more. Um, like a, a, as a, as a running coach as well. Um, yeah. It's, um, just seeing that growth. Um, beyond running as well, and and um, yeah, seeing seeing people um develop over time, like it really is fulfilling. Um, but yeah. I, I'm so happy, CJ, to have had you on the on the podcast. Um, listeners are um, going to love so much with, of what you've said and talked about. It's um, really really been an interesting chat. Um, uh, a lot of uh, runners down under will be following your career um, now, um, and yeah, really interested to see how you go in a month's time uh, and beyond that. Um, so yeah. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and also, um, yeah, if anyone was to want to sort of follow or reach out to you, is there, is there anywhere um, on socials that they could, um, yeah, try to find you on Strava or Instagram? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I have Strava and Instagram. Uh, I, my name's just CJ Albertson on both of those, so it's pretty simple. Um, of me running. <laughs> but yeah, if you just search CJ Albertson, I think I come up. 
one of the first ones, or I don't know how many of people share my name, but, uh, but yeah, just type in my name, um, and yeah, but yeah, good luck, uh, good luck, is it two weeks, you said? Yeah, two weeks. Your, your attempt? Yeah. Uh, 253? 253, 47, we have to try to do. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it'll be a tough ask, but, um, It'll, it's a fun challenge, like, yeah, so it's going to it's gonna be good fun. Um, yeah, can't wait, really. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, just because the only advice I'd have is, like, you, you know, you'll have, it'll, it'll feel good for a lot of it, and then it probably won't feel good, but just, like, don't, yeah, you just, you can't think about, like, how much you have left. Just, like, you just have to expect there's going to be, like, handful of miles where you just it seems literally impossible that you could continue at the pace you need to to get to 50k but then but then like all of a sudden you you'll feel better again um so you just kind of have to like you know get through that section because even in my race there's a point where i got like 22 miles or so and i started not to feel very good and i was like there's, there's i don't want to run for 10 more miles <laughs> Just, I'm, there's no like I, I can barely run another lap at this pace. Like it's just not feeling good. And then literally like, you know, five k later, I just felt great, and I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna smash this. And I just, I mean, I, I, I picked it up, and I felt like I was slowing down. Like yeah, I just felt awesome. And um, so it's just weird. I mean, our brain tries to trick us to think like, no, you gotta stop. You're done. But you have more. Yeah, no, that's such good advice. I'm going to remember that out there, actually, when it does get hard. Because, um, yeah, you, you finished in a 66-second last lap, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you really brought it home. Uh, um, CJ, thanks so much. I'll let you go. I'm mindful of the time. Um, but, yeah, um, I'd really recommend everyone to follow, it, follow CJ on Strava because... Um, yeah, there's some amazing workouts um, on there that um, yeah might open some people's eyes to what's possible, I guess. Yeah, hopefully it's they're inspiring, I guess, or just just fun to look at, and then just you know motivates you to just do just do something outside the box. Uh, doesn't you don't have to copy my workouts, but um, just kind of switching things up a bit. It, Especially if you've been running for a long time, you know, like people that have been running 10, 20 years, like just do something different. Um, and, and it may not be running longer. Maybe it's getting back to speed. That's actually a, a huge thing for like athletes I coach because I'll coach people online. Like people that have been running like 10, 20 years and just hopped right into the marathon. It's like, let's go back. Let's get our 5K, 10K speed back. Um, and usually that, that will lead people kind of to push through their plateaus. So yeah, yeah. just different stuff and switch it up and see what happens awesome cj it's been a pleasure yeah thanks for having me all right welcome back to another run culture podcast episode welcome back boys i've got uh john dion and craig with me today and it feels like just a few hours ago we we were running together at listerfield lake yeah, good evening, mate. Yeah, guys, good to see I'm you again. Alone. <laughs> yeah, twice in one day. Yeah, spoiled. Who would have thought? 
Um, another good week on the organisation front. Um, we officially got the bronze IAU label for the event. So that's the app applications all through and, and it's been approved. Um, so that was huge news. Um, so that made me really happy. It made all of us really happy. Um, it made us, I don't know, it's a pretty big thing organising a race like this. Um, I've never done it before. None of us have done it before. So that was great um, progress. Uh, Dion, on, on the run today, um, you told us uh, about tomato chip timing and um, you've been liaising with them this week. And tell us about the tracker that they've got and, and um, the function that uh, that enables. Yeah, um, so yeah, tomato timing are um, on board. Um, they're going to do the tracking on the day electronically. Um, so we'll wear some form of timing chip either a wrist or ankle kind of um, vessel thing that we'll be wearing. And yeah, so they'll be with that, each lap will get a, uh, a recording of the time per lap. And what they're also going to do is they're going to have like a pace worm, which is going to um, measure us against the current 50K record. So it'll tell you each lap uh, based on the average pace, whether we're ahead, whether we're behind um, and our predicted time and and they'll have a link which people can track on the day i believe we'll be sending it out potentially the day before so it'll be on the page for race day and people will be able to look go on to the um the link that we provide and see how we're all going so if you're rocked up when we're 15k uh, people will be able to see how how far we've got whether we're all on the same lap or someone's in front of another and yeah so it kind of eliminates um people questioning how far we are like they'll, they'll know for sure that we're either you know 20ks in or not so yeah but they're really um gonna solve a bit of distress on the day even for us and clarity of mind and peace of mind that we're we know how many laps that we've done and um, you know, something for future reference that we know, you know, how we were going for each lap, something to look forward to. And I'll have an electronic time at the start finish of each lap. So we'll see a lap's time ourselves. Nice. Yeah. And then um, we've also going to have a live stream. So a Facebook live stream of the event, uh, uh, still organizing who's doing that, um, but that'll definitely um, be going on as as well. Um, so we're still not sure about how many people are allowed to, to come to watch, but we'll we'll be able to clarify that um, on the the next announcement by Dan Andrews on the twenty second of November. So next this time next week, we'll be a bit more clear on how many people can come because uh, I've had a few people um, yeah express some interest. Um, uh, so that's been good to hear. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're I think also like, I guess we're also, you know, hopefully we're able to have, you know, up to 50 people. So, we, you know, we, that's kind of our goal, but we obviously just need to wait for the, I guess, what the regulations will be. And, you know, we'll have some form of sign in, sign out. Um, but otherwise, we're hoping to have some, uh, you know, some MCs. We've got the runner chat guys who are going to, you know, get out of bed early for us and, you know, put aside some of their time, which we greatly appreciate. And 
Um, yeah, we'll have a bit of an atmosphere. We'll have the zero plus beer handing out some samples. So there'll be some, uh, hopefully some music as well. You know, I don't know if we can organise that, but um, yeah, it's, it's sounding pretty good. So if we can get people for race day to come and spectate and maybe offer some uh, cheer for us, uh, that would be great because I think we're going to have a, a good atmosphere if we're about to. Even come, even come and heckle us. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone knows who to heckle. Yeah. His, name, his name's John. <laughs> and he wears brakes. If if it gets people through the gate, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey JD, what's the latest on your shoes? Um, <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a drama with my shoes. I've had to end up going through the US to get them. So, um. So they started in California, and they're making their way to Florida, and at the moment they're in Atlanta, Georgia. So they're probably three quarters of the way there, and once they get to Florida, they'll be hopefully coming into Melbourne. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be real tight. So might get them the day before. Might get them the morning of the race even. Now, these, these are the shoes that um, uh, CJ Albertson, he, he ran the world record recently last week. Um, the 50k record around uh, around the track in weren't they? Uh, yeah, and I have contacted him, and it's it's good that he actually did this a couple of weeks before we're doing our attempt. So we get some we get someone to actually get some good information from and feedback. Um, he says they're good around the track, so I'll be pretty happy if I can get them in time. So. Yeah, so this is an update from the Brooks new racing flat, the Hyperion Elite. It's the Hyperion Elite 2. So, fingers crossed the postage system starts working for me. And how are you going, Dion, with yours? My shoes? Um, I haven't heard anything about whether I'm allowed to, you know, use my uh, Rocket X shoes on the day. I've sent in my application to... Uh, World Athletics uh, to see if I can get um, clearance that it's acceptable for the race. Haven't heard anything back yet, but I sent that, I think, maybe on Monday or Tuesday. Not sure how long it's supposed to take, but I will probably re- you know, try again during the week. It's, be- it's not going to do any harm, so it's better to have a couple of uh, you know requests sent out than not have any and just not have anything to wait on. So... I'll chase that up um, as I can, but yeah, at the moment, no update on with the, with the shoes. Um, yeah, I don't plan on running barefoot, so <laughs> I really hope that I can um, come through with a, a big fat yes. <laughs> Great. Um, now, I, I want to go over our pace plans. Uh, we'll leave that for next week, um, but yeah, that's just about everything that happened this week in terms of moving parts we've got a few things that we're just doing in the background um yeah uh small things to make sure that the event is a success but otherwise it's um it's looking pretty good pretty exciting um who wants to talk about their week first (laughs) okay go go dion um so yeah this week was um not too bad actually I think I had four days where I did doubles, um, thereabouts, and kind of tapered off um, 
it was pretty much a full week besides the long runs being shorter. Um, so I got, what did I get, 182 Ks for the week. Um, but I started with Monday was a, a, just a single run. Oh, no, it was a double run on um, Tuesday, on Monday. But I went out in the morning, um, just kind of felt pretty good. Um, started out pretty cruisy and I got out uh, 17.5 K at uh, 4.19s. So kind of just... Um, you know, started in the 440s and kind of just um, picked it up. And then in the afternoon, just before I started work, um, in the afternoon, I went and did 9.2K at 414s. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty solid Monday. I think it was like 28Ks the day after the 50K that I did. And then Tuesday, I had the running groups, uh, 6am, so I just jumped in with a couple of people doing their sessions and I, what did I do? I did seven and a half K at 4.56 and then followed up. I did the 7 a.m. session and I, what did I do? I 13.6 K at 4.27s and I was just pacing again. Um, one of the runners, Charlie, had an 8 K tempo. So we were just doing kind of like 4.15s, I think. And that was that was my Tuesday, so two runs, but it was really over one period of time. So that was that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I just did the uh, one run, but it was kind of really hard to get out of the door. It was a bit windy and cloudy, and you know, a bit warm, and I just struggled to get out. And then I started the run, um, and I was like, that was the session was going to be six minutes, kind of marathon pace and 600 meters hard five minutes kind of a bit faster 500 a bit faster then four minutes and 400 meters um, in between the reps was one minute and then two minutes after the 100 meter reps but yeah i found i, I like nearly turned back home after three k's and i thought no nah, just do it because i'm not going to have an opportunity to run again later when i was at work so i ended up doing it and kind of the session was actually pretty decent, um, hit all the splits. Um, so I was really happy with that. And then kind of by about 15K, I was kind of averaging 340-something pace. So it was moving pretty well in the end and getting under three-minute pace for the 100-metre reps. But, yeah, the, then the cool-down, I actually um, ran with David Eady, running man, Badwater, ultra-marathon runner, and... So the cool down ended up being like 10Ks or something. So, um, yeah, that was a solid 25K at four minute Ks, but felt um, felt good by the end. So I was happy with that uh, Wednesday. And then Thursday, I had again the uh, 6 a.m. session, which was 9.4K at 3.36. This is at Caulfield Park. And, and then I just did a couple of Ks after that. Um, with one of the other runners, Claire, she had a, a longer tempo and I just finished off with her. And then that was uh, in the afternoon, I, it was kind of like 20 past five and kind of putting it off. But um, I, um, so I did the session Wednesday, then had this morning run Thursday and then Thursday afternoon, I did my session because I had, uh, I guess, an important call on Thursday. I didn't want to miss on Friday that I didn't want to miss. So I did my session on 
Thursday afternoon. So it was only kind of like 30 hours after my other one. But this was um, a pretty good session. So it was four by eight minutes, kind of around uh, marathon pace, 50K pace, and two-minute kind of float. Um, but, yeah, it was probably a really good session. I was really happy with how it all went. Um, the first thing that wrapped was at three-minute fits, and I thought, oh, I've probably gone out a bit hard and um, was worried that I was going to do, like, a degressive de session and just get slower each rep. But, um, yeah, kind of floated the two-minute reps in four-minute pace or just a bit slower. And, yeah, kept all the reps around three-minute 15 pace. Uh, the last one was at three-minute 12 pace for the eight minutes. A um, couple of K cooldowns, so that was 18K at 338s which was, um, I felt really comfortable throughout the end and, uh, yeah, took a lot of confidence uh, for the 50K after that session. Um, so, yeah, that was just around Alstomic Park on the gravel as well. So there was quite a lot of turns and everything as well and dogging, uh, dodging dogs along the park. So, yeah, happy with that one. And then Friday morning, Friday was crap day. I just felt rubbish on, I think it was something about my easy run days where it just feels like it's hard to get out the door and hard to just keep out when I'm there. But um, yeah, so I've got 8.8 Ks on Friday morning for 40 minutes at 4.31s. And then in the afternoon after work, I thought I would do kind of like 10 Ks, 16 Ks to make up for not getting a 16 K run done in the morning. But, um, yeah, I got half an hour and I was just over it. It was windy and I felt pretty average. Um, so that was 4.27. So it's still like a 15 and a bit K day at kind of 4.30 pace. Not bad, but, um, yeah, I definitely didn't enjoy Friday at all. And Saturday, just running locally again around Elwood and the canal and everything. And, yeah, I, I kind of just really kind of enjoyed this one started pretty easy and kind of just worked into it and I just saw so many people around that uh Elwood uh kind of Elwood Bathers Lifesaving Club there would have been you know there was no people like there was only regulars running there so I just saw all these um running friends that I know uh, like massage clients and everything like that so I was really kind of just getting a lot of positive vibes out there and I got um Ended up doing 21.2Ks at 4.15s, which got me 90 minutes. And then in the afternoon after work, it was a bit hot, so I tried to go out a bit late if I could, but, um, yeah, I wanted to be home in time for dinner. And so I ran 8Ks at 4.24s in the afternoon. Um, and the title of this run was How Good at Chicken Parma Shapes. I had a box of those for lunch when I was at work on Saturday, so that's why I had that for my title. Um, I thought that was another Bandoc one. No, I don't know if I had any of those Bandoc <laughs> titles this week. I just came up with all, all of them this week. Uh, and then on Sunday today, um, did 33.6K. Um, yeah, had some average company, but it was <laughs> nice. Come on, you stole that from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but had, um, no, it was a nice run running with you guys, and we uh, had Jeff Dunsmore, who we talk about on the show, and um, Jai, um, 
he joined us for a bit of our run as well uh, throughout. So, yeah, that was a nice kind of, we had a good group going, six of us kind of just ticking along through Listerfield Park, which we started at kind of like 7am because we thought it was going to be quite hot today, but it was kind of overcast and it was raining one minute and then it was sunny. But, um, yeah, it didn't quite get as hot as we expected, but, you know, we are chatted about tactics on the day and just talked a bit of banter and so yeah that was 424s um and you know nearly two and a half hours and yeah it felt pretty good no no fuel for that one but um yeah i didn't i wouldn't say i felt particularly comfortable throughout the the long run but it was nice to get going and yeah so that was i don't know what you guys got but i got 480 meters of elevation for that run and 929 for the week <laughs> nice nicely done i got the same elevation as well same it's a bit more than stumpy gully road <laughs> more turns yeah. too yeah <laughs> that's a good week dion firstly your audio is immaculate tonight uh, <laughs> um but um yeah that thursday session like like, that's really nice to hear, you know, like, it's great when you have a session like that and you finish it going, oh, yeah, I feel confident, like, uh, that's, you know, made me confident for the for race day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good session. Yeah, definitely got a lot of confidence for race day off, off that session. I'm not going to be running that fast, but feeling okay at that pace makes me feel more confident that I can hold a little bit, because I haven't done any huge race pace uh, runs of you know significant distance um so the fact that i can do you know kind of 10k's worth at a bit faster i feel like i can go a bit longer for a little bit slower and, and like you said you had what 30 hours between sessions too so yeah impressive and that thursday was still a day as well wednesday so yeah um yeah it was a good week. How are you coping with the 6am Evolve Run group on the Tuesdays and Thursdays? Um, is that a bit of a change? It's definitely a change. I'm not used to waking up at any time starting with a fire. You know, like <laughs> some of you guys, Dane and uh, John and Craig, waking up at fives and stuff in the morning. It's not very common practice for me, but... Um, I think because I've chosen to, you know, to do these groups, I've chosen the time. I kind of, I don't feel bad about, you know, waking up or anything. I'm actually quite excited. You know, it's my little, my little project, and you know, we've got people showing up to all, all the runs, and Clint, the other one of the other coaches, is coming along and offering support. So we've got something, you know, good going there, and you know, it's um, it's, it's definitely not a chore to get up for, but definitely. Uh, has been, uh, I definitely enjoyed my uh, sleep-ins during lockdown. Yep. And I was just, I was just wanted to also ask, like you had a few days and you said it on the long run today, like where you struggled on the easy days. Um, what do you put it down to? What's your theory there? Um, is it the increasing Ks and just purely being at the end of a marathon block? Um, and then maybe a combination of, uh, you know, adding Evolve Run Group, adding massage treatment um, as well, or, yeah, what are your thoughts there? 
Yeah, well, adding in, you know, back to full-time work and, you know, some late nights on a few days of the week, I think the a couple of nights where I finish work at the clinic late and then got to back up the next morning, I feel like I need, you know, say like a Wednesday morning or a Monday morning or a Friday morning where I can kind of wake up a little bit later and catch up. But otherwise, yeah, maybe it's because the purpose of the run is, you know, to really recover on those easy days. If if I'm running slowly, I always I do feel a bit clunky. It's hard to kind of run around, you know, around five minute pace feels pretty hard for me. So I think because of that, I'm also not motivated to run at that kind of pace. And so I think because, you know, a little bit tired, not motivated to run slowly, um, because it does feel a bit unnatural for me. And I think a bit of that, like, you know, probably enjoying it a little bit less um, slower for recovery runs. So I think it's a bit of that, that not only feeling a bit tired, but not enjoying running slower. I feel like I can, you know, the purpose of the recovery run is to recover. I can probably recover if I'm not running as well. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions, guys? No, all good on my end. Yeah. After the banter this morning. (laughs) I don't don't think we broke him with banter today, which is unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, we'll move on to your week. Who, me? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This week could have easily been 140k, I think, but in the end it was just under 100. Just... Bit frustrating at times. It was um, so on Monday, so we, Belinda and I had planned out um, our massage therapist is open again, so we planned out all our appointments and our osteopath and all that. So Monday, coming off that 54k day, I was going to just do an easy probably 10k to an hour, but end up getting stuck on the freeway. Um, on the way home from work in South Yarra, and it took like two hours and 15 minutes to get home. So I just didn't, in the end, I didn't have time to run and had nothing, it wasn't my doing for that. So it just, I don't know, it just frustrated me because I, I felt an easy run Monday would have kept my week in balance, whereas it just put me a couple of days behind. So, um, Ended up getting out on Tuesday afternoon for an easy 12k at 4.30s, which 4.30s is pretty slow at the moment for me. So I just took it easy. It was quite warm. So I just, just got it done. Tried not to cook myself, as the title says. And um, yeah, so that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday morning, I ran 6k before work and at 4.27s, um, yeah, and then Wednesday and I had a massage plan, so first massage since June, I think it was, so it was never going to be pleasant, and in the end, it was probably one of the worst massages I've had, and really opened my eyes to how stiff and tired some of my muscles were, so the plan was to do 20k after that, and in the end, I just uh, canned that one, and just went home so only 6k for the day on Wednesday um, 
And then because of missing Monday, I pushed my session back to Thursday. So it was, um, it was nice to get back down to Jells Park in, uh, in Wheelers Hill, which is a place I've run a lot over the last 10 years and somewhere I like to always do my marathon-specific sessions when I'm getting closer. It gives me a good, good feedback from that area. Um, so I did 3K warm-up at 4.18s and then the session was two times 15 minutes with three minutes easy between and um, muscles were pretty much, I was saying this to Dane today, um, pretty much pulverised. They, they just felt, all felt like jelly and just had nothing going for them uh, after that massage. And So then our first rep, uh, 4.65k at four, uh, 3.14s, which I was pretty happy with. That's the fastest I've gone for a while. And then three minutes easy at 3.58s. And then the second rep was... Four and a half k at three twenty, so definitely a bit of a drop off that second rep, and um, yeah, just had nothing in the legs at all. So, and then it was nine point nine k at three twenties for the session. So, I'll take that. That was not too bad. It showed that um, even with the the massage I had, it's opened up my stride a bit more and getting a bit more out of the surface and. Even though my legs were no good, I still yeah, found some speed, which was encouraging. So uh, 3.4K cooldown after that, 4.29s. And, and next day, Friday before work, I ran another easy 8K at 4.21s. And then the plan Friday night was just stopped at the local football ground. I was going to do some probably half an hour to 40 minutes of just easy laps on the grass. and. It's it's not a dog park, but try and tell that to some people. Um, went to get out the car and dogs everywhere, and this guy had his four-wheel drive whizzing up and down the side of the oval, and the dogs are chasing crazy, and I just, I don't know, just long week of work and, or something, I just decided it wasn't worth getting out of the car, so I just went home. So uh, only 8K Friday, but um, being two weeks out, I, I'm, I'm not too bothered by it. I, the session the day before was good, so um, I'll take missing the odd run here or there. Um, so yesterday morning, did back out at Jules Park, did 4K at 4 uh, 4.08 for the warm-up. And the plan was to just do 45 to 60 minutes of, at, well, as quick as I could, really. Um, ended up doing... So I did 15K at 318s, so in 49.36 for 15K. So I was I was happy with this because the course, it's quite twisty and it ends up on gravel for sections. So it, it tries its hardest to break up your rhythm and you've just got to keep switched on to try and get that pace back when you can. And after 3Ks, I was already hitting 318s, 320s, and I thought, it's not looking good. And and then it just sort of stabilised to that. And I, I didn't drop any time for probably the last 40 minutes. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm wrapped with this run because it's just, again, it's the speed's coming a bit more, but this time I was able to hold it for longer, whereas Thursday I couldn't hold it in that second rep. So, so yeah, good run. And... 
4K cooldown at 425. So brings us to today. Um, it was good catching up for a long run. It's, it's nice that we all got together for once. Now the restrictions have eased a bit and could chat about the race a bit more and just sort of cruise around and just have a bit more fun than, you know, running solo. So it was real good. There was, um, I got here 32.6K, but forgot to start my watch after I had a drink stop, which is quite a rookie mistake. So um, <laughs> what did we average? 4.24s and what, just under two and a half hours. So, so yeah, 98K for the week, but a couple of frustrating days where I could have done more, but but didn't. Um, and obviously after, missing the run after the massage was probably a good move in the end. So yeah, 98K with 847 metres of climbing for the week. It's good, JD. Like, um, like I know you, you, you're a bit disappointed there with missing a few runs um, in terms of the volume of the week, but I remember last week you saying that you wanted to try to do some speed and um, it's something that um, because you've just been restricted to running on the hills, um, it, it's uh, I, I reckon you achieved that. Like both those sessions, you were running around three three eighteen, three fourteen, three twenties. So that's all a lot quicker than we need to do on the day. Uh, yeah, well, and I think because the hills, I didn't notice that my body was banged up so much because I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm just on hills. I'm tired. That's how things are. I'm not going too bad until I got that massage, and I'm like, all right. Got to start knuckling down. Got to start doing the one percenters a bit more, rolling, um, spiky ball, heating, getting treatment. So, um, so all that's starting to. I'm zoning in on that now. So hopefully it just keeps improving before race day. And I just wanted to a really solid week, JD. <clears throat> um, yeah, the fact that you know that you know those two sessions that you did were like you know pretty swift like lightning quick and like you know you still managed to you know you did that 15k solid session yesterday but you still you know pushed out another 33k this morning um you know like it's a really good week and you know yeah you missed a couple of k's during the week like but you've still like the important ones that you've managed to nail and like you know missing some easy runs you know the purpose of them is you know, I guess recovery in a way. Like you, you just mean that you recover better. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. I think, and I got confidence from that 15k because you know when you're not travelling so well, holding that pace that you aim for isn't really possible, and you do lose a lot of time quickly. And I didn't do that, so so yeah. It's hopefully it just continues for the next couple of weeks, and I'll be smart about it all. JD, if you don't get your shoes until, say, you know, two days before, um, are you nervous about, you know, not, not having tried them and then putting them on for a 50K race? And, and then the other thing that I was wanted to get, how you're feeling, what about, like, um, doing, like, in terms of, you haven't done many laps of the track. Um, what are your thoughts with both those two aspects, you know, leading into a 50K race around the track? Yeah, well, with the shoes, I, I used to get a pair of shoes out of the box and do a short session 
race week and then chuck them on for the race. So that they're like in a racing sense, like a car racing sense, they're lightly scrubbed. So <laughs> there's nothing on them, and and then away you go. So I'm not too bothered in that sense of the shoes because I think if you feel comfortable with what you're wearing, then that's half the battle. So if I put them on and I'm not happy with them, then I've got other shoes that I can wear for the race. So um, in sense of not doing many laps on the track, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to get on the track yesterday, but at the end of the day, it, it is what it is because for most of lockdown, Craig and I didn't have a synthetic track to train on. So you just got to do the best with what you've got. And if I went on a track yesterday, it would have been with the the lane gates closed. So to run around in lane four, it's, yes, I'm on the track, but I'm not getting that feedback that I need from doing a session in lane one at race pace. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to deal with that on the day, I guess, and hopefully just block it out and sitting behind the paces and just, yeah, tick it off still. So, um, and hope that the hill training I've done has made me strong enough to, to cope with any sort of fatigue. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, Apples, you got any questions for JD? No, just, oh, actually I do. How, now that you've um, had Sunday afternoon, to kind of recover a bit. How are all the, the systems at the moment? Everything feels pretty good. So I was a bit heavy this morning in the legs, but um, probably the last half an hour today, I felt yesterday's session, but um, no, I feel I've recovered pretty well. And I found that uh, after the sessions during the week as well, which is quite pleasing. So I got another, another treatment with my osteo on Wednesday and uh, another massage the following Monday. So. Hopefully that takes care of anything else going on. A little straighten out my back, little niggles or anything that I'm not aware of. So yeah, 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 nice. I just got a message from Liam just then, Liam Adams. Um, yeah, mate, I'm still able to do the pacing for you guys. Um, I'm not too fast um, about a gift or anything like that. Just no non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so yeah. Macca's infused beer. Yes. <laughs> um, that's, that's good to hear, though. That's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Apples, how'd your week go? Uh, pretty, pretty well. Yeah, I've just been progressively building over the last five weeks, looking at my uh, Strava chart. So um, this week, no bike riding at all. Um, just focus on running and look, had had a bit of a hiccup in the middle of the week, but apart from that, all, I guess all systems slightly go. So Monday was a 13K uh, late in the evening, uh, down to the track, um, ran some barefoot laps. I'm not even sure if, how, how long, maybe may have been a few Ks barefoot laps. Usually you can tell by the pace picks up enough there so yeah it was probably almost three k's of uh barefoot laps which was really nice um and that's after we just the track's been mown it's been lines are marked um yeah it's looking really nice down there then the tuesday morning went out for another 13 k's in the morning and pr 
probably a little bit tired from the 12-hour turnaround, but that was that Tuesday morning, then Tuesday evening, did a few hill efforts with another 30-minute run. Um, so that was almost 20K day. And then those two days, I was pretty flat out with um, our heater circuit board fried and my car needed to be serviced. Um, and so I was doing half the service and then it needed to get all the um, fault codes cleared. And so Patty and I were running around all over Melbourne pretty much getting bits and pieces and then coming back to pick up Lockie. So while I wasn't working, it was more probably of a mental stress day where I was making sure I was here at the right time and not rushing, but was rushing. Anyway, that um, with the heat that we had that week or that that first half of the week, I was uh, I was pretty pretty cooked, um, pretty cooked by that night. And anyway, yeah, had probably a restless night the Tuesday night and got out for 6 a.m. the next morning and I just, I don't know whether you've had these mornings, boys, um, but when you wake up and you just like, you feel like you've, I don't know, you're still hot from the night where it's been really warm and you're just, you're feeling cooked. And anyway, I got my stuff ready and I just sat down on, on the chair about to tie my shoes up and I'm just hands on knees going, Whoa, I'm about to go for a run. You know, that kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good so start. Anyway, <laughs> it was a slow death. I got out and it was just, I knew, I thought, oh, if I give it a couple of Ks, you know, most of the times you, you, you work into it, you, you start to feel good. Um, anyway, this wasn't the case and I thought there's no point. I had planned to do a session that morning, but I was just pretty cooked. So four Ks and that was <clears throat> a decent amount of walking in that as well. So um, anyway, called it and I had the day off because Lockie was a bit flat too. So we just chilled for that whole day, which was good. And then back to work Thursday, Thursday after work. Um, Thursday after work after a beer actually, went for a 17K run. <laughs> it was, uh, it's good fuel, good fuel. Um, I wasn't planning on doing anything. I just thought I'll jog on home just to see how I was going after the Wednesday um, slow death, as I called it, but felt good. So wanted to do a loop and then head to the footy oval and, and cut some laps on the beautifully um, grassed oval there. Uh, but now everything's coming back. All the, the foot, not the foot, yeah, probably the football, but the, the cricket squad was out on the oval. So yeah. it meant that, yeah, I couldn't use it. Um, obviously following COVID restrictions and all that kind of stuff and the guidelines. So I was like, oh, where to next? And I was hoping for somewhere flat so I can just get into a rhythm, but there isn't. So um, <laughs> that I could be bothered running around. So I decided to just pretty much do a fartlek all the way home and then I did some hills. So I just picked the flat sections or the hills and I ran hard and then floated until my heart rate recovered and, and just went with whatever. And it was a nice confidence boost to, to kind of get back into it. The pace wasn't anything flash. Um, the effort was was a, was there, but it wasn't really um, race specific. But the hills were um, were a little bit niggly in the in the glute, as in once because I was doing you know fast paced work, I had to kind of build into those, and then by the end of it, I was feeling quite strong and and stable. So that was Thursday, um, and then I was motivated to 
to keep the mileage consistent with what I've been doing and get it close to last week. Um, and so ran a 16K on, what's that, Friday morning, then had Mayo in the afternoon. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm sure these were some beautiful runs. It was nice to get out, though, when it was a bit cooler. <laughs> yeah, then I had Mayo on Friday after work, which was um, heaven sent. Yeah, that was really nice. And wanted to get, mm. get down to the track Saturday morning. So I knew that Berwick Athletics, Little Athletics, was going to be on. Um, and so I thought, yeah, get up early and get out. But still pretty tired by the end of the week with work and everything. So I got out, got down there at 20 past seven um, and saw everyone setting up. So I got onto the track for a little bit of a warm up just to, you know, get the feel, get the smell, get all the the memories <laughs> flooding back. Uh, yeah, and it was, oh, felt so good just to be on a rubberized track bouncing along. I was like, oh yeah, this, this, is, this is good. And then... As you can see in the Strava, I was I wasn't doing I wasn't doing full laps because they were setting up the uh, timing gates at the start finish line, and I didn't want to inconvenience anyone at all and get in their way. So I would run down the track straight, turn around, head back, get to the start finish, turn around, you know, just do that a couple of times, um, and that obviously set me up. I had to think on the on my feet there of what I was going to do for a session. And so I ran on to Akuna Park, I think. Is that what it's called, John? Yep. Yeah, it yep. is Akuna Park, yep. So I ran there and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm pretty certain there's like a nice um, asphalt loop around a couple of ovals. About a mile mile loop, I think. Yeah. My, memory, my hazy memory serves me correct. Yeah, that would be nice um, if it was, but it was, it was just gates and ah. gravel sections and a lot of twisty turns. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. It's just not not going to suit. So I kept on running, uh, ran over to Holm Park, and I thought maybe I could just do laps of the car park. Then I got there and I'm like, geez, it's got a pretty severe camber. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is just the story of my motivation to find somewhere good. Anyway, so I had the um, four percenters there because I just wanted to get back into them. And so I did a 6K tempo in and around the car park down Emerald Beaky Road, up Holm Park Road, a lot of hairpins um, or U-turns and, you know, that kind of stuff. And anyway, wanted to get close to our marathon kind of goal pace, and I did, which was really nice um, and felt good doing it and kind of wish it was uh, on the track, but that was, you know, I've got to get up earlier. So that was me for Saturday, 17Ks, or just under actually because I forgot to stop my watch and the car told me that I was going too fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're driving along and then... Hey. <laughs> Sorry. That run's been flagged on Strava. <laughs> has it? Yeah. Oh, it has too? Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's gold. I thought, oh, did I even get a CR? I didn't even... I no, I didn't even get anything. But anyway, someone just doesn't like you out there. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's because I was probably doing 60k an hour. Um, yeah, <laughs> but still the 407k, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't a. Where did it stop? It, I um, it probably would have been like the last 700 meters. 
anyway, um, you know, I, I don't care much about that. So I can fix it for our Strava oh, yeah. people. But yeah. Look at your pace on Strava. It looks like you hit nearly one minute a K one pace. Minute, yeah, there you go. Six, uh, 60K an hour. Boom. Um, <laughs> it's when you're sitting in the car, you're driving home, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a good session. And then you watch beeps for a lap and you're like, Oh shit! <laughs> Whoops! Forgot to stop that. <laughs> Lucky it was only less than a k, you know. Cause you, you don't want to upset the uh, the Strava world on that. Anyway, was feeling pretty good with that. Um, happy to get the the shoes in. Happy to get up to some marathon pace. Um, hip was good or glute was good. So it was. It's now just get everything, all the one percenters done. You know, um, food in well, sleep, recover, that kind of thing, and. Then what did we do today? 33.6K with the boys, um, which was really nice. And, uh, yeah, that got me to 120-odd Ks for the week. So I am happy. Everything's checking well, and um, I'm not having any um, soreness afterwards So or, or during, which is really positive. And um, who knows? I'm just going into the next two weeks obviously treating it as um, a full-on race over the next two weeks. So do everything I can. And then on race day, I'll just go by feel and, and have fun. That's it. That's whatever happens. I'll have fun doing it and, um, you know, so you, take, take first place. I was going to say, so you're <laughs> saying there's a chance. Uh, any any um, knowledgeable person will, will <laughs> there's always a chance, but there's a very, very, it's like probably 0.05%, I think, <laughs> um, of me actually. Week. Um, you know, the fact that you've, you know, you've had a day where you've done 4K and kind of just like, was like, nah, not today. But then you've had a couple of good sessions, you know, you've covered distance. Like, that's probably the main question over over your preparation is like covering volume and like you've had a pretty decent week and unless you know we kind of mentioned about your secrets through other training but like you've still got a, a good amount of k's running in the legs for the week so you know i reckon it's a, a it's a really good promising sign you know that at least you you're building something even if you don't you know however the PCK goes like you're at least building something for afterwards as well. Exactly, exactly. And look, it's all about um, like I'm not putting myself on the line for just one race. There's always after that is that's got to be considered. And um, you know, I'll enjoy the day and I'll just be I'll try and be smart and, and go with my head over my heart on the day. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I've got a track session planned for this Tuesday and then one more longer run and that'll that'll give me I guess a better indication of where I'm at so um yeah I'll see we'll see I'm I'm just excited to be you know almost niggle free and you know running with you guys so that was I thought yeah, yeah um just seeing you running well again yeah like yeah that's the main thing to take away you look good today. Like you looked all sprightly. Like you're moving pretty well late in the run too. So I was surprised because, you know, you really haven't done that much running over the last six weeks or so compared to normal. Um, and a lot of it's been on the bike. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I liked um, this week how, um, despite the cricket, despite the little laughs, um, 
yeah, you improvise really well. Um, and you, um, you know, you just, because uh, I think that's a good lesson for a lot of runners to see, like, because often our weeks don't go to plan. Um, and there's often things that come up, um, but you still, you know, you thought on your feet and you still got something out of those days. Absolutely. And as long as we're, look, my, my week's not anywhere near perfect, but I was hitting a couple of sessions at, um, at race pace or faster, um, or a bit slower. And there was a couple of longer mid, mid, I guess, mid long runs, um, and a long run in there. So it's, you know, it's got the good bones to it. Um, it's just not as specific as what I was hoping for to build confidence leading into the next two weeks. So, um, but yeah, I've got to, uh, so Tuesday I need to get out the door by, you know, quarter past five to get down to the track and get everything, do a session and be back so B can go to work. So, um, it'll be a good test to see if I, I mean, I can do it. It's just, it's a, it's a good test because obviously we're going to do it in two weeks time where we're going to need to be down at box hill by like five thirty. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't go to bed. Yeah. You try that. You try that and let us know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Another Netflix marathon apples. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm all sensible, mate. I've been working, doing first aid training all day with a bit of sleep and then working on the car and I mowed the lawn again. So that's twice in, well, I mowed a little patch just to clean it up. Love, yeah. You love the mower too much. That's why. Got a new mower. So I'm like, I'm just wrapped I'm like kinder candy store, which is <laughs> you pretty sad. You can a, a Strava training if you want to go be famous on Strava wankers. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, that's something Nick Earl would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he takes uh, taking the bins out. Yeah, that's right. Out. Have you seen that? <laughs> I haven't, but I I could imagine. Or yeah. the driver activity. <laughs> Nick, Nick would love that. He uh, he's he's one to acknowledge that he puts all these little bits on for you know little commutes to the pub or yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right, I'll get on to my week. Um, so. Early this week, I, I really felt the accumulation of the last several weeks of training um, and the marathon build. So I was, I was actually really tired for the front end of this week, every day running. Um, and I, I wasn't sure if it was also the, the hotter weather in Melbourne. I definitely felt like it got hotter this week. And, um, but yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a combination. So on Monday, I did my usual 70 minutes easy where I was just had a recovery run after work. I had a massage before that. And this run was after my three hours on the Sunday along Stumpy Gully Road, 39 Ks and the 10 K time trial. Uh, so I just went really slow and tried to recover on that run. Um, Tuesday, I had another two easy recovery runs, uh, 60 minutes uh, at Langwarren. Flora and Fauna Reserve just at 4.58 for 12K and, and felt really tired again. Uh, so just shuffled around. And then uh, in the afternoon, um, my usual training partner, Remy, uh, he actually had a small cut on his leg. So um, we had to put a cone on his head so he stopped licking it so it would actually heal. Um, and he was really tired. So I didn't have my usual training partner. 
uh, for my afternoon double. So I just had to go solo um, for about 7Ks, just uh, 503s around the block for 35 minutes. So another two easy runs there. Wednesday, I woke up really tired again and I actually wasn't, I didn't feel like I should do a session. I, I wasn't sure, but I'd already organized with um, Jess Dunsmore, uh, one of the boys I coached to catch up at Ballon Park um, at 8.30. Uh, so I, I went anyway and, and warmed up and then I started the planned session and I was just gonna um, call it quits um, if it just wasn't working. And I did 30 laps around the track in the end. So I modified it. I was gonna do 60 minutes of 1K on, 1K off. Um, so alternations where I went in from 320 to 345. So above and below 50K effort. Um, and I changed it to about two thirds of that. So I did about 40 minutes. Uh, and ended up feeling pretty good in the end because I had Jess there with me and, and he did the 40 minutes with me. Um, so it was good just training with someone. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Like I, I was glad that I made it shorter because um, I sort of had, I, I wrote on my Strava, train for the race, not, not for the sake of it. And, um, and I guess even though I had 60 minutes um, on my program, uh, I just knew it wasn't the right decision. Um, and even though I probably could have done it on the day, um, I just don't want to get in a hole um, before race day because um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty fit. So I've just got to sort of uh, tick some boxes now um, as we get, you know, we're, we're not too far away, two and a half weeks at this point. And then Thursday was another couple of easy runs. Uh, another really tired shuffle around Langwarren Flora and Fauna Reserve uh, at 5.05 per K. And then uh, after work, I ended up doing um, a bit of a gym session. So the videos that I record each week uh, for my online strength and conditioning course, I did them and I really felt like they helped get a bit of life back in my legs. So in the afternoon, um, I also wore an old pair of four percenters. Um, for my Arvo jog. Um, so these four percenters are about three years old. Um, 6,000 kilometers? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> definitely would have um, over a thousand. Like, um, but yeah. you, you know how sometimes you just need something to, to I don't know, make you feel good again. And um, I just wanted to feel good out there. And, and it, it got me sort of excited to get out the door because normally you feel good in four percenters. So and then I just rolled for 445, still with no Remy. Um, he's, he was still resting up at Langwarren Flora and Fauna Reserve, but felt so much better. And I, and I sort of felt like I'd, I'd turn a corner by that point. Friday was another easy run, uh, just along uh, good old Stumpy Gully Road, a recovery run. I uh, listened to a couple of podcasts, um, so just enjoyed cruising along on that run. And then Saturday was my last big session before the race. So um, I planned to do four, five kilometer uh, reps at uh, a little bit quicker than um, the Australian 50K record pace. Um, so uh, I think the Australian uh, 50K record pace is 17.20 um, for, for 5K. So I was like, oh, if I can hit 
four or five k's in about 17 flat or 1650 um then then that'll give me a lot of confidence for the day um i had jess dunsmore with me again so he's been a huge help this week so thanks jess uh for training with me this week he did the first two reps uh with me and we hit 1650 1652 and then we um and then i did the last two by myself 1653 1645 um so i was wrapped with this session it was off a k float at 420s in between um and then just a bit of a warm up and warm down um so it ended up being yeah about 23k's at 330s in the end um and i finished that fourth rep um yeah feeling like i could have could have done another one um if i really needed to um i got a bit of a blister on my heel um towards the end so i was glad that i suited up in my race shoes um I wore my, uh, I ended up um, getting these socks made uh, for the Run Culture Hours about a year ago, and they're quite thick. Um, so I've definitely decided that they're a no-go for a 50k race. So um, ended up later that day, um, after we, uh, Jess and I, we went and visited a, um, Jess's um, brother in the city, uh, for the for the afternoon, but on the way home we dropped in to Chadston and and I just bought some um, some Nike uh, socks, um, some thin socks that I've used in in past marathons, and yeah, I'll wear them over the next few weeks just to get used to them. Um, and then Sunday, yeah, it was with you guys. Um, so yeah, like you've all said, it was it was good fun, um, just chewing the fat and uh, talking about two weeks time because it's getting pretty close now. Um, and, and then the Arvo was just spent with Jess at the beach, just the local beach, um, uh, down in Mount Eliza. So it was 146 kilometer week, my last hard week, um, uh, in terms of real specific marathon training. Um, and yeah, now into sort of a two week taper. So, um, I'll probably stop doubling from next Saturday. Um, and I've just got a couple of, um, shorter sessions that I normally do two weeks out that I'll do this week that have, that I sort of like doing. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I've been really happy with my build. Like I was looking back at it just before we jumped on the podcast and been happy with the consistency. Um, yeah. So now it's just about freshening up and, and being right on the day. Um, so yeah, that was my week guys. It's a really good week, Dane. Um, yeah. And just looking uh, like the last, you know, kind of month, like your average pace has been really good as well. Like I know that you generally, your easy runs are like really easy, like stupidly kind of like <laughs> yeah. easy. And like, like including like all those easy runs, which are probably a little bit quicker than normal for you, but like with your, all your specific work, like your average pace is like, I think it was under 430s for the week, which is like pretty really good for you especially like you know we ran in the hills today at you know similar kind of pace so like um yeah you know, it's really good signs and like even you know you know your whole block has been really kind of consistent you've had a couple of weeks where you know you've had some really big sessions and then kind of recovered and like you've kind of like ticked all the boxes along the way and and not had like just two really good weeks you've just had a lot of like you know, a lot of good weeks um, instead of just like a couple of like 
you know, standout weeks that you're just like, oh, this guy's really fit. It's just like every week is like you're just building confidence. Like I have more confidence in you every every week, you know, looking at your training. Yeah. No, thanks, Dion. Um, yeah, like I suppose um, I've always been good at like um, following a, a plan. It's always been a strength of mine, I suppose. I've had other marathon preps where I've um, overdone it, I guess, um, and done too much. So that's what I'm really focusing on. I think the next um, two weeks is just, um, yeah, making sure I'm fresh and feeling really good now um, and and just, um, yeah, yeah, really, really, really taper off because I, I sort of am one that responds well to a good taper. Like I know I've heard a, a few people like a, a Josh Harris or even, even you, I think I've, I've heard you sort of say that, you know, you keep going a fair bit um, leading into into race day. Um, my tape is probably a little bit more aggressive um, uh, and it seems to work all right, pretty well for me. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that increase in average pace um, is probably been the cue to me that's given me a bit of confidence um, because, uh, yeah, yeah, that's when I know I'm fit and... Um, I think the front half of this year, I, I really, most of my, most of my uh, weeks, um, the average pace wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been that quick. Um, so, um, yeah, to be able to start doing some easy runs where I was actually going a little bit quicker was a good sign, I think, because um, it certainly wasn't forced. Um, uh, and and the Achilles, the Achilles is always the thing that seems to hold me back, I guess, um, on those easy days after a session. Um, so. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes it is because of stiffness or soreness that I am going, you know, a fair bit slower. Um, uh, but but uh, yeah, it's, it seems the Achilles. I've learned how I've learned how to manage it, I guess, over the over the last few years, and um, and yeah, you know, I'm in a good spot with it. So I'm pretty excited, and I reckon we all should be. And and even like just how much prep we're putting into this podcast and. And the back and forth that we've all had, and and how much uh, thinking has gone into this, into this whole whole event, um, I'm really proud of the effort that all you you guys have put in, and um, and what what we've come up with. Like this was sort of an inspiration from, you know, all of us, um, and yeah, so pretty pretty exciting. Um, you know, only fourteen days to go. Yeah, and I think the fact that. You know, we kind of came up with the idea and then we're like, okay, now how do we make it happen? You know, it's like we've really kind of just knuckled down and, and got a few things rolling and it's, you know, not having the networks that a, a normal race director would have. We've kind of just kind of scavenged around and found one person and got some info from them and another person. Um, and, like, you know, you know, Dane, you've done a lot of the head work and, um, you know, so, you know, extreme kudos to you for, for doing everything that you've done chatting with you know sarah and everything and getting you know the the label and everything but like it's been a good project for us all to kind of um you know at least be motivated to get out and do something when you know coming out of covid a bit aimless like we've sort of had that and we've had so now we've all had like a common kind of bond together and um so it's been like quite an enjoyable ride um yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was saying today after the long long run, um, when we were sharing a sports beer, um, 
Like we wouldn't, we, none, none of us would have been this fit had we not, um, or, or um, been this excited about running had we, um, at this point, um, with no, no, event, no clear events going, going forward um, in the near future, um, had, had we not organised something like this. So it's been, it's been a cool initiative um, and the way that a lot of other people have come on board and got excited about it too, it's been really fun. Um, yeah. Um, and definitely, it just means because we had something to aim for, it's going to just flow into next year as well now, which is fantastic. Yeah. We could have easily written off six months worth of training for a while there. Exactly, yeah. Um, Apples, uh, you've got a listener question. I do. Before I go to our listener question from uh, I believe it's a Richmond yes um, we I just want to check in with you how'd you find four percenters around Langy Florence <laughs> I was going pretty slow like 445s um, uh, um, I don't know I found it all right um, I think because um, just before it I'd done um, those gym exercises um, so I actually felt um, I don't know, strong and balanced and warmed up and ready. So, yeah, because it is quite sandy in there. So, um, but yeah, it it was um, a weird decision to wear four percenters. But I don't know. I just had I needed something to make me excited about going for a run. And like I'd said, I'd been feeling really average all week. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have done something similar, like um, when you feel a bit lousy about your running. Um, you yeah, just wear something nice cool kit. or something, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You go for an easy jog, you know, you feel like a bit more of an elite runner or, you know, yeah. you feel a bit more, you know, you feel like an improved version. It's like walking outside in your pyjamas versus walking outside in a, you know, a new fresh suit. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. You just, you just feel a bit more inspired and proud, I think, you know? Yeah. Another thing, uh, Dane, about your week. Yep. Um, I don't know if you realise, but we've got a research department at, on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> they inform me that without Remy, you're actually running slower. <laughs> I think you're actually slowing your dog down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so like when I've got Remy, like I'm running faster? Uh, no, you're running slower you're without running slower. Oh, without him. That's yeah. a harsh truth. <laughs> so you probably need to get him back out there <laughs> yeah well he does he does pull me along a little bit um yeah no he's 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 good company he's all good actually like um his uh little sores all healed and um he doesn't have that cone on his head anymore um and he was at the beach today um icing his legs so he, he's ready for tuesday yeah, nice. What's excellent? Actually, seriously, what is it like running with a dog? I've never, never oh, done it. I'm well, sure. like Remy's a kelpie, um, and he loves it. So uh, I wouldn't be able to run with him without a lead yet. Um, he's only two and a half, um, but he he needs a lead, and he does get distracted. Um, uh, so he runs in circles around your legs and um, pulls you every which way and. And always stops at about the two minute mark for a toilet stop. Um, but <laughs> other than that, like it's actually really good fun. Like there's there's some moments where you're just running together, 
like, um, and you're in a groove together, and he looks up at you, and he's got this massive grin on his face. Um, and, um, yeah, like, I, I've heard of a few runners doing it, actually. Like, I think there was a, an American, a 218 American marathoner. He, he um, trained his whole marathon prep with his Kelpie. Um, they're so fit, those dogs. Um, they're just naturals. Like, they, like, um, yeah, he could easily have kept up for the session I did on Saturday if I really wanted him to be out there um, for the 4x5K. Um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty incredible. Awesome. Hey, I've got a question from, uh, so about race day, this one. This is from Shane from Richmond, and he asks, how are you guys going to go about um, blister protection or foot protection when you're doing 250 corners, 250 of the same corner, um, and have you considered switching directions? So uh, over to you, boys. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. That's it. Yeah, we were talking about the whole um, change in direction today on the long run, um, and uh, like I, wa I wasn't that I wasn't that fast. Um, uh, like Dion, Johnny, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was the opposite. I wasn't yep. so keen. I just felt. Once you're in a rhythm going one direction, um, personally, I'd I'd be happy to just go go the one way. You get in that groove, and if it was anything over what is it, Dion for ultras over three hours, I think you change directions. But yeah, um, general rule of thumb, an ultra is change direction every three hours. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy going the same way the whole time. What if you get a blister at the 30k mark and, and it's right on the left outside of your left foot yeah. and oh, you're yeah, just oh, yeah. like, oh, I wish I could um, lean the other way around the bend. That's, the arch is killing you. Yeah. That's the thing. You, you could easily get have that happen in a road race like, yeah. and you've got left and right hand turns. So I don't know. I don't – potentially it might not be any different than – a road race race day so i know you just got to deal with it then yep best you can we'll know more in two weeks at this time won't we we'll uh when we reflect on it we'll be like all right if we were to do it again yeah next year yeah right yeah because i think i think collaboratively like we've just chosen that we'll just go the one way the whole whole way um because logistically it it's probably a bit easier as well. Yeah, if we if we happen to have a split in the group, yep, um, that causes obviously an issue. And then timing, not that timing would be too much of an issue, but there, there could be a glitch there. So I guess you are better off. Mind you, they do it in uh, in the ultra ultras. So as you boys were saying, but not for us. <laughs> yeah. so I'm happy to keep in the one direction as well. Yeah. I think uh, the second part of your question, Shane, the how we're going to um, minimise, uh, I guess, foot issues or um, blisters and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know, Loco, Dion, you've got um, what is it? Body glide. Mister Body Glide. Mister Body Glide with some coconut oil, <laughs> and uh, I, I know myself. I got some Japanese sports lube. 
um, <laughs> all the way from Japan. What what are you two going to be doing, Dane and uh, John? Probably oh. falling over in all the body glide coming off Dion. <laughs> <laughs> the spray effect on his elbows. Yeah, wiping <laughs> off the coconut oil out of my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I love using um, Vaseline. I just... Um, yeah, lather nice. that everywhere like even on my feet um yeah uh and then yeah band-aids on the nipples um and then yeah like i said with the thick socks um today i, I just realized i can't wear them so i'm gonna try the thinner socks um with my race shoes a couple okay. of times over the next two weeks yep yeah good yeah i'm much the same i started wearing uh, the steigen socks last year and I've run, I've run a couple of marathons and had no blisters and especially Gold Coast last year, it rained before the start and then was quite warm and didn't get any blisters. So I'll be going, yeah, thin socks, Vaseline everywhere and off we go. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, Steigen aren't sponsoring us, but they're awesome in what they do for uh, the running community, especially with their event down at Geelong. And that's all I run in pretty much. Uh, the Steigens yeah. for all my races and haven't had geez even with my feet and my biomechanics blisters in a marathon or a 50k are, are just not there so Which, go and get yourself a pair it, it's <laughs> it's easy to, it is easy to claim something like that but yeah they generally are effective personally for me as well I remember my first introduction with Steigen was um <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember, I did the, when I did the 2018 Gold Coast Marathon and it was like 100% humidity. Yep. I got yep. this enormous blister on my foot. Um, never worn Steigen's before. Um, wearing my old old socks. Um, and I got the blister probably like 8Ks in. And then like, you know, it pops throughout the race and it was really, really painful. But because it was so humid and it was like I was sweating and then putting water cups of water on my head, so it was just like it was just my feet were wet from the start pretty much, um, and I've struggled so much with the blister. It was huge, and um, luckily Jackie was able to pop it and you know trained as a paramedic, so was able to like look after it well and clean the wound. But Steigen messaged me on Instagram and said, "Oh, you know, we'd love to send you a pair of socks." Yeah, um, oh. never had blisters since, and I've uh, so now I've just got like twenty pairs of Steigens at home because I just like, firstly, that was a really nice thing that they did. Like, just sent me a pair. Um, they saw that I had a blister, and um, and so I'm kind of loyal to Steigen because of that. But then because I've not had any issues with my feet since, um, they're really good socks. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I had a same experience. I contacted them before Gold Coast last year, asked them a few questions. They got back to me quickly and said, we'll send you out a pair to see how you go. And yeah, I'm completely sold since then. So. They go really well with sports beer too. <laughs> the other good pair of um, brand, sock brand is uh, Swiftwick. Have you guys tried Swiftwick? Um, I've got no affiliation with Swiftwick, but um yeah i felt like they, they're where are they from uh i think they're american um yeah i think they might even they venture a bit into cycling as well um uh but they're a bit thicker uh slightly thicker um than steigen um 
Uh, and uh, they often do that crew crew sock, so a little bit longer as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you've got a stiff, sore Achilles, um, uh, keeps keeps that nice and warm uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, good to know. Well, that's definitely something we weren't thinking we will be talking about yeah. an hour and a half ago. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but you've got to um, pay respect where respect's due, so um, or whatever the saying is. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Go and get yourself a pair of good socks. <laughs> All right. Well, when we talk next week, um, we'll probably be a bit clearer on what Dan Andrews has said about sporting events and and in terms of like what the capacity of, of um, the 50-kilometre the lockdown challenge will be. Um, next week when we talk, we'll be seven days away from the event. Um, it'll be a, our last real podcast chat before the, before the race. Um, uh so yeah um we'll probably go more into the logistics of the day too just to yep. i guess front load the the listeners and and let them know what our thoughts are you know with simple things like marquees and um making sure we're covid safe with entries and all that kind of stuff so yep you can hear the workings within our brains <laughs> collaboratively too yeah and hopefully a lot of the moving parts will be locked in by next Sunday too. Yep. Um, yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. Um, another great chat. Um, yeah, really appreciated it tonight. Um, yeah, and thanks for the long run this morning. Likewise. Yeah, good seeing you. Right. Finally, catch up. Yeah. It's very good. See that arms. I mean, what was it? See that um, elbow sweat in person. <laughs> no, there wasn't any. There wasn't any, I'm, I'm sure. Alrighty, guys, go and get a good night's sleep. On you, boys. All right, All right. have a good training week. Right, have a good one. All right, see ya.